Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are now in the Cornwall Podcast, a sports podcast from Bellip Sports and the Bellip Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. I completely forgot we are starting. I slammed a handful of chips, and now I'm chewing like an asshole. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth pre-game. Uh, Corner Booth, actually. I'm your host, Jerry Clem, alongside these handsome gentlemen right here, Mr. Matt Ordazzo of the victorious New York Jets. Out here injuring yeah, quarterbacks, receivers, making the NFL miserable. Hey, well, you got to do what you got to do to get these wins. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, some, some other players beside Aaron Rodgers and every single lineman that we have have to take the beating at one time. And to to the south of us, camo wearing, Eagles believing, the former intern, Chris Lipoff. Chris, we're okay. We're going to be okay. I hope so, man. Past <laughs> couple days, dude. Hey, oh, hey, all right. I, I want to remind all of Philadelphia Eagles Nation for a second how fucking spoiled we are the last Harry. two and a half years. Okay. Nick Sirianni came in and basically he's done since week six of his rookie year. I was a coach is fucking win football games. So everyone relax. All right. Everyone relax. All right. Yeah. And, we have uh, you got, and at the end of the day, hey, end of the day, you're still 10 and three. Team. Yeah. Well, I was going to say at the end of the day, you're still 10 and three. Right. So it is a blessing. At the end of the day, it could be me in last place in the six pack competition for the first time ever in my life. I call it heat, man. I love it. I won't catch up the map, but I'm like, I'm just bad. Oh, man. That's. I was funny well, because my my two yes. upsets were either going to be Jets or over Texans or Giants over Packers, and I could have went with either. Thankfully, so I went with one of them. So here's the here's the kicker: we still have the playoffs, and the playoff games are worth double. Oh, college playoff oh. games are worth double oh. because last year the biggest problem was that towards the end of the season, and this happened two years ago. I was up by so much over Kevin and uh, JD. It wasn't fun. Last year, Matt snuck up from behind me and beat me. But this year, I figure since Matt got such a big lead, it will kind of make it like double jeopardy. Because 
What's the point if we end it in three weeks and Matt's up by 15 over you and 20 over me? Why not? I make a rally. Why not? It's me and Chris in the running after weeks after the second round of the playoffs. What if we combine our points and then we overtake Matt? He's just going to have a jersey. Yeah. Do you guys want me to get you like a, I'll get you a three XL jersey so you guys can put it over both of you at the same time. Be a nightgown on me. I think you guys could probably fit both of your heads in that head. I wear a two X because my shoulders right now, my man. Yeah, I'm a kid's medium. That's gonna be a nightgown on me. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, as I downed um, some, I think it was like corn tortilla Cheetos or something like that. I was like, "Oh, our man Sky Sky Warren Spotter Ken Ken, what's up, brother? What's going on, dude? Oh yeah, big guy." It's a hey, listen, Ken. It's okay. It's okay. All right. If this happened to Ed, listen, this team has gotten punched in the mouth and, re- and responded more than any other Eagles team I've seen, maybe besides the 2017 boys. But then again, them legendary. I'm waiting for Zach Ertz to sign his fucking deal with us. If he goes to the Niners, he's dead to us. He, he might as well relinquish his 17 ring. We'll put a big, like, blacked out X over who scored the game when he touched up. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What if he goes to the Cowboys? That's a if he did that, he would not be welcome back in Philadelphia. No, slap in the face. He's got to go to a contender. Like, I mean, it's not like he's not a scrub. He, like, he, he's he's a serviceable tight end even at his age. Like, I, you would think like these players minus DeAndre Hopkins are thinking I got to go to a, a team that's going to win now because I don't have a lot of time left. Um, so I to me like your two top choices in the NFC are the C or the I should say top three or. Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. I don't think he goes to the Cowboys out of respect, but it's got to be Niners or Eagles. Um, AFC, I, I just well, the Ravens pulled themselves out. He said he was happy with Isaiah Likely, which I mean, like, listen, Likely had a great game on Sunday, so I'm not going to complain about it. Um, I heard it's really to me, it's it's Chiefs, Eagles, and Niners. If he goes to the Niners, then he's really dead to Philadelphia. If he goes to the Chiefs, it's understandable. Even though Big Red never coached him, I was gonna say, was he under the Andy Reid tree for a little bit, or was it all? Chip no, Kelly? I think he was. He was Chip Kelly's second pick. Yeah, but it's like it's like crazy because like either of those three places you go, you're still gonna be. Yeah, he's the number two option. option regardless of where he goes at tight end, but yeah. that's where he needs to be because Ken said it best. He's serviceable. It's more of a culture fit. Zach Ertz is one of those dudes who literally is a culture fit. And he knows the guys he's going to be playing with again. And he if knows he back with Philly. He is good at the one thing Jalen needs help at is sitting down six yards off the line of scrimmage as a check down. It's literally what kept Carson Wentz employed for an extra year in Philadelphia. So that being said, I think it's a great fit. Also, he's not the worst run blocker in the world. So I'll take it, dude. Like, yeah, honestly, terrible. Like, finish your career here. Hopefully win the Super Bowl. Do the thing Deshaun Jackson was too stubborn to do until it was too late. Yeah. Well, drive off and miss on set. I give my my favorite landing spot's gotta be Philly. I number two would be Niners. I think three is a sleeper team, a sleeper team that nobody talks about. I could see Miami swooping in and being like, listen, come down here, fill that slot for a little bit. You know, Tyreek's a little hurt. We'll give you some ball time. A sleeper team in the AFC, but I don't really see an AFC team signing him, but that yeah, would just be my money. dark horse team. That's the problem. 
I think isn't Miami's pay isn't Miami's payroll like through the roof at this point between Ramsey, yeah, his contract, Tyreeks, oh, yeah. Moser, like, hey, they're a bunch of dudes. Like I don't know where, and also they're paying Bradley fucking yeah. Chubb too. It's like where the fuck and is they, the money going? They paid all these dudes. Yeah, uh, Armstead. 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 Yeah, they're paying Armstead like a freaking boat too. So it's like at the end of the day, if you're really honest, got opinion is those three teams. Maybe throw in a sleeper young team like the Texans. They got to pay. Even though that loss, even though that loss to your Jets kind of took them out of play, out of Super Bowl contention, but I think they still have a shot at being like that sneaky divisional round team. Or maybe he goes to play for Doug down in Jackson. I mean, they got Ingram, but like, still, maybe he's a second tight end. I don't know. Don't they have? Yeah, because the only other tight end they got down there is Doug's kid. So, yeah. I was gonna place. I was gonna put like an anytime touchdown on him for like the end of the season, like week seventeen, where it's like just meaningless. And it's like, all right, son, get in there, get a touchdown, easy money. Did he? Did he play that one game that they he was active, or he was just the sideline the whole time? I think he was on the sideline. He checked in. Oh, he did check in. Yeah, I just saw him on the sideline and just assumed like, okay, that's this is gonna be his night. All right. Let's talk about last night's game because holy fuck, we had some good ones. Let's start off with Tommy fucking Cutlets. Listen, I do not like the New York Giants. Everyone understands this, but I got to give them some love, man. I got to give the Giants some love. It's it is very rare. So let's set the scene here first. Let me let me preface this by saying. The Green Bay Packers gave everyone false hope on Thanksgiving for Packers fans, right? The biggest problem with Packers with the Packers right now is that I look at Jordan Love, I see a athletic freak Kirk Cousins as a ceiling, as a ceiling. Like that is at the top of the top. A minus B plus quarterback is going to light up the stat sheet. He's going to make great throws, but his real his realistic thing is what we thought Trey Lance was going to be with less running, more arm throwing, maybe a little. It's just he's in this weird. It may you know what? No, he is. He's a more durable Carson Wentz post twenty seventeen. Yeah, like a Darnold, like a Darnold Carson Wentz, like. Mobile enough, cannon arm, makes big plays, just makes bonehead throws every couple minutes. That's what he is. He's basically Wentz Darnold prototype. But the Packers, it's not a bad receiving core. They're just all young. Watson's always fucking hurt. But when he's healthy, he's the one of the hardest guys to cover in the field. Dobbs ain't bad. This new kid who I can't pronounce his fucking first name, oh, Matt, picked him up in Don, our fantasy. Dontavian Wicks. Yes, that name. Guy. Yeah, and the best part about all of this is that like the Packers aren't a bad roster by any stretch, but the real story was that the New York Giants, they were talking about this on first take this morning, which I'm not really much of a first take guy. I'll, I'll catch a clip or two and I'll try to like comment on it. But the biggest thing I noticed was when they talked about Tommy Cutlets, Cedar Grove's native son, my mom's hometown, shout out. Um my biggest thing about watching this Giants team, they look like they give a fuck again. It's they're it's they're firing on all cylinders, even if that all cylinders is only a four cylinder engine. They took out a 
not terrible team in the Packers, man, who like hung 30 something on the freaking uh, Lions. <clears throat> so we have to really look at this from the standpoint. It's like the Giants aren't terrible. And is this going to cost them a draft pick? Like of a great quarterback? Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith brought up something, and I want your guys' opinion. And any Giants fans in the chat, feel free to comment. But do you give the competition in New York next year an open slot? Like, as a listen, like, I know we're paying Danny Dimes half a mortgage, but the guys don't play hard for him. He doesn't inspire leadership. This Cutlets kid, they're rallying to him. It's it. DeVito has them playing. Is he a great quarterback? No, he's okay. Does he manage the game, not make dumb throws, and he went and he keeps them in the ball game? Yeah, they still have an all-world running back in Saquads, and they have a defense that plays opportunistic football. And they have a decent kicker. It's it's let's let's be honest. They're not going to beat a lot of contenders, but are they fun? And is it in a kind of a nice Lynn Sandy story, but less ridiculous and more just kind of heartwarming? Yeah, I'll give it to it, but. I think next year, if Daniel Jones is just as bad as he was this year as he is next year, then you have to say, hey, hey Tommy, like, go win this job. Maybe, maybe we'll make a three-man with a, a second-round draft pick. Maybe Bo Nix, right? Get him in the second round. We were talking about this on the show last night. Uh, shout out to uh, Kelsey, uh, Jay, Kevin, and um, – Mr. Lou for all coming through and helping me out and having a great time with me, uh, on the show last night and Josh for making all the banners and graphics and everything, even though he couldn't make it. We said Bonix at ground Bonix to the giants as a second round pick competes with Tommy Cutlets and uh, Mr. Jones for that starting quarterback spot. And I think honestly, that gives the giants, I think a healthy competition at quarterback is what that team needs as a shock to the system. I think they kind of were complacent. And my boss at work, like complacency is like a dirt is like a bad word at a lot of workplaces. I feel like it's like a like complacency is like a bad word at my job. I go to every day. It's a bad word in in professional sports or any successful workplace, right? And I think the Giants got complacent with Daniel Jones because they thought, okay, he's the best we're gonna get. Yeah, but you should have given yourselves a better out because this is exactly the worst case scenario. Tommy DeVito is making this not as bad, but now you're paying, you're playing yourself out of a top tier draft pick. So that being said, fellas, what are you thinking? Giants, what should they do? Thoughts on the game last night? Um, I just want to, I just want to say, and I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet, is Tommy DeVito's agent looks like a hitman. Oh my God. He's a fucking mod. That was great. So like, <laughs> Paisan. So I be honest with you, I don't see Daniel Jones playing next year because I see this hitman like orchestrating a hit where like uh, Daniel Jones is he's, yeah, he's like uh Daniel Jones is like gonna be like tortured in some warehouse in like North Jesus New Jersey. Christ. Look, it's not it's <laughs> look if you look at this dude, this dude's on the phone, like dude, just like look, and Jones right now, kneecaps gotta go. We're keeping DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, dude. He 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 played well yesterday. Um, it was actually funny watching like Brian Dable jump up and down with Devito after the game-winning drive. It's like they just won the Super Bowl together. So I mean, I'm not a Giants fan. I hate the Giants, but I found that to be hilarious. Um, for Jordan Love, 
Uh, yeah, he he's like a, he's like a 2019 Carson Wentz a little bit, aside from the injuries. A couple inaccurate throws, good arm, a um, little bit of stupid mistakes, but he's a young quarterback that's still learning, young receiving core. So I give him I give him a few more years, and then we can really like judge where he's going to be at. Yeah, no, I I think honestly with Joe, the problem is with Jones is like the tape isn't changing. And that's my problem with Jordan Love. We have such a little view of him, and like he comes in and plays well in certain points. Like I actually got to watch him live a little bit last year. I was like, I mean, he makes the reads, he sits back, he throws, he delivers strikes, he makes the hard plays. Sometimes the fundamentals get a little lackluster, but I'm like, all right, it's not a bad quarterback. The other side of the of the Monday Night Spectrum was funny. The Miami Falcons, I mean Dolphins, sorry. Uh <laughs> gee, like just anybody else look at this Miami team and just I'm parading around with like the I told you so flag. Like I'm walking Mr. Big Chest this morning. I'm like, I told y'all where there's smoke, there's fire with Miami. This team's all speed, no power. And listen, say what you want. A Mike Vrabel coach team will punch you in the mouth, even when they're down by 30. Because they still want to see a little blood, right? So, last night, Connecticut's native son, Will Mayonnaise and Biting Banana Peels Levis, led a two-touchdown comeback in the final seconds, which were in the final minutes, which was crazy. Orchestrated, of course, by the new the new unk, DeAndre Hopkins, and, of course, King Henry. Westbrook Akine also made a ridiculous catch on the sideline, too. But, like, Levis is, like, running over Jalen Ramsey, the defense is playing well, making stops on two is trying to scramble. Like this Titans team, they're not doing anything this year, but they're playing hard for their boy. And I think that's something we have to understand. It's like maybe like the Titans aren't as screwed as we think. And this is a in I have another point here. We'll I'll let you guys talk about the game. Do we think this was the Jaguars one year to be that team? Because all three other teams in their division drafted a quarterback, and all three look promising or better. Let, let that sink in. Richardson is reckless, and he gets hurt. But if he stays even moderately healthy, that team is making the playoffs. And then you have, obviously, the rookie of the year by a fucking mile and C.J. Stroud. And a very young, hungry defense and offense down in Houston with a lot of talent. And then you go to Tennessee with one of the best head coaches in football, a lot of guy underrated players, and a quarterback who's a gamer. Like they're they're maybe two years away, whereas the Houston Texans are here and the Colts are a year away. But Jacksonville's window of running this division was this year and maybe next year, and they missed it. They can't close the game. And their coming out party was last year beating the Chiefs, but what happened? They let Mahomes on one ankle come back and win. This is the most Jacksonville of all Jacksonville things, man. This was the new regime, and they just bumbled it. Like, I I said this when we I went on Josh Mahler's uh Josh Mahler hosted Belly Up After Dark, I think last Thursday, right? And I said 
without a doubt, the Houston Texans, in my opinion, will win the NFC, AFC South. I don't know how. I mean, listen, losing the match, Jets kind of throw a monkey wrench in that one a little bit. Thanks, Matt. But that being said, that that Texans team, man, they got that fire. I mean, Jacksonville, to me, looks like that team is trying to limp its way to the playoffs, and you see Houston sprinting after it like a crazed predator. So that was my thoughts. Miami, all I got to say is just, just soft – just bad coverage. They weren't converting when they needed. It just, they look sloppy at home in prime time. Their last Monday night game they hosted, Jay Smokin' Sigs Cutler was quarterback. And they knocked off Brady and the Patriots in 2017. The greatest year of football ever. So, that being said, Fellas, thoughts on uh, Dolphins and Titans? We'll get into one sentence game and the rest of the headlines. I'm uh, I'm pumping the brakes on Will Levis a little bit because I I I think he's special, like in the sense of I think he's got a lot of talent and he has these games where he looks like he might be their guy. Like that comeback win against the the Dolphins last night was amazing, and his his rookie campaign when he had those four touchdowns, three of them to DeAndre Hopkins, that was a fantastic game as well. But he's had a lot of just inconsistency in between those games. And I think he's going to play well enough to work his way into the endorsement role next year where they're going to try and build around him and just be like, oh, you're going to be our guy next year. And we're going to give you some more weapons and we're going to see what you can do. Um, but I'm pumping the brakes on him. I'm not buying the hype too soon of, of those couple of really good games of his. You got to see more out of him. Um, you know, he was considered by some to be a top 10, top 15 quarterback last year, and he wound up going into the second round. Um, so he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. But like like I said, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. I need to see some more consistent play from him. But I think he does just enough to get the endorsement next year as their starter. AFC South-wise, um, that is going to be probably one of the most hottest divisions going forward. Like you said, with all the quarterbacks, like – Will Levis has talent, and he shows flashes of he could be that franchise guy. We'll see what he's like next year when he has more weapons. Anthony Richardson was looking – I think Anthony Richardson, I speak for a lot of people when I say that he looked a lot better than we all thought that he was going to look, given the starting keys right away. I thought he was going to be a little – I thought it was going to be a little bit of a shit show if he didn't get to sit behind Gardner for that one year. But he he's shown flashes. I think he's going to be good too next year when he has some more weapons and he's healthy. CJ Stroud is the best rookie quarterback in that class. The Texans' future is bright. Um, they're going to be very good for a very long time as long as he is their quarterback. And just look at the talent around him. Brevin Jordan, Dalton Schultz, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, Damian Pierce, and Devin Singletary. And not the, not the world's greatest offensive line. So just the fact that he has a bunch of wide receiver twos and threes and fours and tight end twos and threes on him and his the run game's atrocious. And he still got them in a seven and six position at this moment, which is just insane. So I think that that division's future's bright with quarterbacks in that play. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence without Urban Meyer, with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, looks like the real deal. I think going forward, this is going to be this is going to be the newest, most competitive division in the NFL. I agree. Uh, I. The thing is, we look at like so, like look at the East, right? The Giants are chasing their own tail. The com- the Commanders have to reboot for the forty five fucking time. It's just gonna be Eagles Cowboys for the next half decade between Hurts and 
Hurts and uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Prescott, you go to your division, let's be honest, besides the Bills and Sean, and, and Sean McDermott's great motivational speeches, it's kind of like maybe the Jets draft some Rodgers next year, I, draft somebody with Rodgers, and maybe, I don't know, it's just a lot of uncertainty, and the only ones where it's like all promising players is – the AFC South, we might be going back to those Peyton Manning, David Garrard days where everyone in that division is making a run for the title. Um, David Garrard. David Garrard, man. What a, minute, what a throwback. That just threw me back to like 2011 or 12. Yeah, right. All right. You guys ready to talk some? We got some injury news. Um, as mentioned before, C.J. Stroud injured. He's in the concussion protocol right now. Thanks, Matt. Um, Actually, I should stop saying that. Matt isn't the one who slammed his head to the turf. It's that shitty turf that you guys play in that dumpster fire of a stadium that you play in. Yes, this is all very true. I can attest to this. If, speaking I, of uh is your stadium, I want it burned to the fucking ground. But that's oh well, we have that in we have that in common. Speaking of stadiums, I just saw the Ravens unleash their uh new stadium designs going forward, and that looks beautiful. Mm, we gotta check that out. Yeah. Well, I saw it on Twitter. We'll uh, we'll share it on on the coin with Twitter account uh, during the show, obviously. Um, other injury news: the I actually have a question for you guys about this one. I thought about this all day today. All right, so we now officially know may, may have an answer to the whole Chargers dilemma. Um, Justin Herbert's out for the season with a uh, fractured right finger. That's all I said. Didn't give me a specific finger, just said right finger. I'm like, okay, I guess there's like four four of them that can be broken. Anyway, um, that was my left hand. There it is. All right, so now my question to you guys is, because now officially the Chargers season shot to shit, right? This cements Brandon Staley's fired, right? There, there or is this, Or is this somehow, some way of some unholy hell of Justin Herbert's nightmares – Give Staley one more year because he can say, "Oh, I lost my quarterback." No, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. No, because, because no, because you know, you know why it's say, not going to work out. I'm sorry, you go first. No, I keep I was just going to say because Joe Burrow's out and like Jake Browning is playing well, Jake pretty. Browning well. also was like a yeah. high, like a Heisman hopeful quarterback who was like one of the best players in Washington history. But you know, yeah, but this this dude just can't keep getting excuses because like, oh, my quarterback's hurt. I deserve like another year. Like anybody could say that. Like Easton I'm, Stick won a goddamn title in North Dakota State. Yeah, like Nick Foles won a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback. Like Parson Wentz went down. Do you yeah. think if the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, does Doug Peterson deserve to be fired that year? Like it's Trent Dilfer won in. What, exactly. Didn't want one yeah. for the Giants in the eighties. By the yeah. way, boys, we have our nominee. Yeah. We have Jared's first nominee for Christmas beer of the year. This is Holiday Holidayle. Holidayle, get it? Um, by Breckenridge hmm. Brewing. Actually, a former sponsor of Billy Sports. We're still, we still are, we still are friendly with them as a brewery. But um, they kind of went their own direction marketing wise. Amazing um, whiskey barrel aged ale. It is phenomenal. Hmm. And the funny story, I had this for the first time last weekend. It did not realize it was whiskey barreled until I'm eating a very spicy, like, Mexican dinner. And I go to take a sip. I'm like, oh, that's a weird mix of flavors. Like, I'm drinking beer and whiskey and vanilla all in one. But I put a plastic container over it and then waited until after and just, like, look at that color, boys. 
That's beautiful. I got right here. Like a, I have Deer like Park a, water, a hundred percent natural spring water. It's kind of heavy, but I've actually been to Deer Park, New York, and I've seen the plant. By the way, that stretch deer? of row where the plant on is so fucking sketchy. Bunch of deer. You got your uh, your big boys of the liquid death if you need to murder. Hey, yo. saw them at the supermarket the other day. Dude, the liquid death. They, they, they literally sell out the supermarket so fast nobody can get them. They buy them by the yeah, case like there. The liquid death. It's all tea, sparkling water. Um, sparkling tea is my favorite. Yeah, I got the mango. Not the, yeah, the mango chainsaw, the, the lime and the berry, the... Berry the Arnie, the, the not Arnold Palmer is probably my favorite, but um, mm. or the agave, the agave, the um, the oh, agave is really good. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, yeah, back to Brandon Staley. I don't think he makes it because there is a certain somebody over the East that uh, reportedly, according to a Patriots insider, will be available at the end of the year, and that would be Bill Belichick. Is reportedly. Uh, Robert Kraft is going to move on from him after the year, which he decided after the the uh, Week Ten loss in Germany. Not sure how credible that is. It did come from this guy Tom Curran. Um, it also but came I can from s- a, a certain paisan named Mike Lombardi. Um, so yeah, so it, it's possible. I'm not saying. I'm smelling I'm not smoke. It's impossible. That may I think just, he goes, may I think just he be Bill O'Brien's. That may just be Bill O'Brien's brain trying to function correctly, but. I mean, I don't know. Josh McDaniels might come back. Uh, Bill goes to the Chargers. Uh, Patriots get their first general manager in 23 years. I'm wait. I'm just waiting to see Frank Reich stroll his ass down Broad Street and walk in and say, I will be the understudy to the offensive coordinator. I'm here to save your season. <laughs> Imagine if they tr- replaced uh, Bill Belichick with Rex Ryan. Oh, my God. I would be doing cartwheels. Kevin might be on, like, like, like mental like breakdown watch, but I think we'll be okay. <clears throat> All right, boys. Uh, final thoughts, quick on uh, Herbert and the Chargers. Then we're gonna move into one sense game. Maddie, get ready. Oh yeah, I'm already ready. All right, I got the timer rocking and rolling. Mister Chris, you're gonna get the first game today. Again, nice back to back weeks. Well, listen, you were kind of the winner this week in picks, so you get the first game. Chris, remember, comedy is key. Go. All righty, Chris. We're gonna let's let's start you off with this this past Thursday game. It actually, turned out to not be that terrible of a game that we all thought. It hit the over on the total. This is the Patriots twenty one to eighteen victory over the Steelers. Oh, dude, Bailey, it's zapping and dude, like he he was great. I, we thought this game was gonna be like three nothing, but it turned out yeah. to be like somewhat surprising. And Ezekiel Elliott, man, that Amish ass name. I mean that that dude had the first <laughs> touchdown. Um, and, uh, Mitch, uh, I, I kissed some goddamn titty Strabitsky had a, had a Mitch ass game, but I guess it's a good one for the Pats. Haven't won one in like six weeks. So that was honestly a very fun game to watch. Maddie, what's my game? Uh, let's start you off with uh, a high scoring game that not a lot of people thought would get to this point, but we got the Buccaneers and the Falcons frenzy at 29 to 25 victory in the Bucks favor. All right. I'll make this one quick. Um, I love the Baker May- the Baker Mayfield FU tour is making another stop in Tampa Bay. Oh, by the way, Arthur Arthur Smith is a doofus and his mustache is ugly. And watching the Falcons fail is hilarious. And the fact that their only hope for saving the season is Desmond Ritter after they benched him for that injury faking Heineke, hilarious. But also the Bucks are like I think the most complete team in that shit storm of a division. Oof. I've got the um 
I've got my game. I got the Jets Texans, a 30 to six victory. Uh, one that I think a lot of people did not have the Jets covering the spread and a lot of people didn't have them winning the game. I heard, I kept hearing all day. They're going to let Zach Wilson let it rip. So I did my little thing and I went on FanDuel. I said, let me take Zach Wilson 275 plus over the passing touchdowns. Jets spread that hit. It was a nice little hit right there, but it was a great game to watch. Nice rhythm by the team. Uh, much needed victory. We'll see if they can cap against Miami next week with Aaron Rodgers possibly coming back. There you go. Um, Chris, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you the Jake Browning game, the Bengals and the Colts. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. The anti Joe Burrow, Jake Browning. Um, this game was, <laughs> this game was good. Um, I would I would say the cool thing about like Jake Browning is he's getting better each week, um, and uh, I just thought it was funny because I had Jamar Chase in fantasy, and I know my opponent had T Higgins, but those two dudes didn't do anything. And then this dude Chase Brown comes out of nowhere, just rips three receptions. Yeah, three <laughs> three receptions, eighty yards, and a TD. Um, it was a good game. Um, I guess it was a good win for the Bengals. I mean, their playoff hopes are still alive, so. There you go. What's my game, Matt? Yeah. All right, Jared, you got the OT thriller, the Ravens and Rams. This game was so much fucking fun. I was so amped for every minute of this. The The Rams are actually like a very good team with a shit record, and it makes me sad that they had to go out without uh, Stafford for so long. But the Ravens, I think, are that team that everyone's been sleeping on. That being said... That I can't even make anything funny. This game was just fun to watch, okay? Like, when Odell almost caught that game-winning touchdown, I was like, that would have been the perfect storyline. But, listen, that was also the slowest punt return I've ever seen in my life, and it was still <laughs> hilarious how he just kept stumbling in the, all the way to the end zone. But Ravens win. Good win. All right, I'm, I got the Browns-Jaguars. Uh, Joe Flacco can still play football, I guess. I didn't know he was even still out there until they signed him. Would have been nice if the Jets kind of gave him a call. Um, but they went 31-27 over a half-healthy Trevor Lawrence-Jaguars. But Joe Flacco, at his age, still out there slinging the ball. Um, Browns win 31-27 and improve to 8-5 and five on the season, prominently in a wild-card spot. There you go. All righty. All right. Mr. Chris, we're going to give you the Lions and the Bears game. Oh, Lions and the Bears. Um, This is – I'm really concerned about the Lions. Lately, they just – the offense just hasn't been clicking. Uh, Goff fence has turned into a terrible defense. Um, I'm just – I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm kind of shell-shocked a little bit because I do have Goff in fantasy, and uh, he just – he hasn't really been delivering much for me since that Thanksgiving game. All that turkey got to his head. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, good win for the good win for the Bears, I guess. I, I just I didn't think they were going to win this game, so I'm really surprised the Lions offense just puts up 13 points. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, last game, Jared. I gave you a thriller. Let's give you a threat, uh, a slasher. This was just an absolute massacre. The Saints 28 to six victory over the Panthers. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, did we th- listen? This was like watching like that dude in your high school who was way too jacked up on caffeine, nicotine, and possibly steroids fight like this skinny band kid. It was not fair. It was like, <laughs> stop, he's already dead. Meme from Sim uh, from the, the Simpsons. 
I felt bad watching this game. I really did. I was like, I, I kind of picked this in one of my work pools. I think in pick and pools, I picked this, the the uh, Panthers as like a shits and giggles kind of pick because nobody else was going to do it. And I, I watched the Panthers. I'm like, because I figured, oh, they just fired their coach. Maybe they'll get a win. Maybe not last week, but maybe this week. And it's just no. Like, who who's the doofus who owns this team? Is this Tepper? Yeah. He's fucking stupid. <laughs> this team Dave is Tepper. fucked. They're going to get fucking relegated. They Can we call up the, like, the XFL, like the, the Battle Hawks or the fucking Renegades from Arlington? Because shit, the Panthers <laughs> fucking suck, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're leading. Oh, uh, man. I was going to say, their leading receiver had one catch for 44 yards. Holy fuck. The Saints. A.T. A- a- Perry. <laughs> this six round so pass. bad. Me and my dad were watching Red Zone on Sunday, and my dad goes, why the f- why the hell are they showing this game? It's fucking terrible. I'm like, because the TV commercials. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got uh, I got the worst game of the week. I got the I got the game that I did not think could top the 6-0 and Chargers Patriots game. We have the three to nothing Vikings win over oh the Raiders. Kicked me off so much. I lost my upset pick on a fucking field goal. <laughs> this oh. game was so bad. I am this now game was so bad that Mc... because of a fucking field goal. Fuck, fuck, kickers. Yeah, kickers uh, don't matter. Yeah, Josh Dobbs did not look good. Nick Mullins looked okay at best. Um, they're rolling with Nick Mullins going forward next week. Um, no reason why. Aiden Connell, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs couldn't score more than three points, but here we are with a three nothing victory with the Vikings, and of course, Jared's upset pick did not fall through as we all hoped it would. Fuck. All right, Mister Chris, we're wrapping up the games. I've got you with the Niners Seahawks game. Um, is dude, I hate the 49ers so fucking much, but you got to give the flowers to the kid. Brock Purdy's been playing great. He's an MVP candidate, unfortunately. Just everything's clicking for them at the right time. They got the one seed from us, which sucks. Hopefully they drop one within these next four games. I I think if you started one person from their entire offense this week in fantasy, you probably got a good amount of points from them. They all went off. Yeah, Debo, I think I watched – I don't know how many long balls I watched that game, but that was that was just an insane game. Just a way for them to answer back. Because I thought we all thought that was their Super Bowl last week, and we wanted to see if they were going to capitalize after that, and they they did not disappoint for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, I'm going to give you Sean McDermott and his Crusaders uh, their their victory over the Chiefs, the 20 to 17 final. My man went full like full anti America, like like the hit piece. Like, listen. The Buffalo Bills, I, I always make the joke they're the real America's team because they're like, you know, they're the underdog. And Josh Allen's dating one of the most beautiful women in America, Miss Haley Stenholm. I love you. Um, here's the thing. The Bills now have to play the Cowboys next week. I think America's rooting for the goddamn Bills. You know what? Here's the thing. Also, Patrick Mahomes. Buddy. Yeah. Listen, Okay. The way the, the, the penalty works, I've explained this to one of my coworkers on Monday, right? The receiver has to look at the referee to check if he's offsides. Or, hey, listen, maybe if my foot's far as far up as the ball, maybe I'm offsides. 
But, you know, because Patrick didn't get his way, he's flipping his shit in the sideline. And this is the most dickhead thing to Josh Allen. That was a bullshit comment. How do you say good game, you fucking wiener? Jesus Christ. I am so annoyed. Like, like, Patrick, you only have a second Super Bowl because the refs gifted you a PI against James Bradbury. Let's be honest. He barely grabbed Jersey. Because he was a terrible receiver. That's why it was just. I can't stop. stand when he talks, I've dude. I've been calls by the refs for the past half a decade. I can't stand when he talks, dude. He stood in that press conference and he's like, oh my he's God. Like, yeah, you can't That's make a, a call dopeness. like that. I'm like, he shut the fuck up, Kermit. Tall. He could have said, listen, it's unfortunate what happened. No, he sounded like an immature asshole. Oh, it took away an amazing play from a Hall of Fame tight end. That doesn't matter if it's a fucking penalty, you doofus. Holy shit. I think Darius Tony cost him their last three losses. Darius Tony might be one of the dumbest football. Like, not in actual intelligence. Like, football IQ. He's got the IQ, a football IQ of a potato. Seriously. Like, he makes – like, yeah, he's yeah. a freak athlete of a player. But he just doesn't get, the like, spatial awareness. It's incredible. I got to ask, like – I gotta check out maybe some of our fellow chief, our friendly Chiefs fans, Mara Boy Robert Taylor, and see what he's feeling right now. Because I want his honest to God opinion about Kadarius Tony, and it's not me being mean. I just want to know. So I might message him to the show and see if he'll stop by the show on Thursday. But yeah, I am. I'm sorry, I went like a minute over. But this game, the, Mahomes' comments were so ridiculous because I was upset too because I lost money on this pick basically. Um, but it was a great play. It was awesome to watch Kelsey throwing it across his body, hitting Tony in stride. It was a crazy play, but the problem was they should have blown the play dead when Tony was off sides. That's maybe the one thing I could say about the refs, but other than that, they made the right call and Patrick, stop bitching brother. You lost your team's lost its luster. Like, I love how the yeah, refs happens all had to hold them back from the fucking referees, you fucking pansy. Yeah, they won't they're not gonna talk about it because it's Patrick Mahomes, but that does go that just does that just speaks to the kind not like his character, because I'm sure he's a fantastic guy, but like he just it just looks bad and it's not gonna get touched up on because it's Patrick Mahomes, but just the the unsportsmanship in that moment and um and um yeah, like you said. Kadarius Tony just cost them that loss. That was, he was he, he, there's plenty of aerial pictures where he was offsides. He did check, but somebody said he checked. He didn't look at the ref when he checked. He just checked and just said he was good. Um, but anyways, um, Chiefs get another loss on that one. I've got the Broncos Chargers. Um, Broncos are coming back. They're uh, they're starting out. They're starting to be a. You know, this might be the team that Sean Payton was envisioning for themselves. Seven and six right say now. It. They beat up on the five say and eight Chargers. Say it, say it, you bastard. Say it. What I'm not saying anything with Sean Payton. Broncos country. Let's run. No, I'm not doing there it. There it is. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing See, it. Like this is what Chris just. Chris, I think this, Chris can like read my brain, my brain wavelengths. That's what's scary. I've known this kid for no. three and a half months, and he reads my brain like a freaking like instruction manual. I Matt, you've known me, for, Matt, you know me for a fucking decade at this point, and I still no, surprise. I think that's I, why. I think it's why. No, we're I just. I I've I just seen that video so many times of him in his press conference. Broncos country, let's ride. 
Broncos country. Oh, it just cringes me. It makes me cringe. I don't like, you know, like this. That's good old South Park football, baby. <laughs> but listen, he's, he is a completely different quarterback than he was last year. Sean Payton looks like he has him going into the right direction. I think all these, uh, the talks about is Sean Payton, just a shit coach without breeze is kind of calming down. Um, yeah. But shout out to the Broncos, seven and six, working themselves into a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Chris, I hate to do it to you. But I'm going to give you your game, the Cowboys Eagles. Um, we played like we were dead, like just a bunch of corpses on a football field. We just got dominated. And look, I look, I said this the other night. You know when you you're going to get shit on when you come out, you turn the ball over on the first drive. It just all the momentum just swings, and especially in fucking Arlington too. And I know we can't win there because we haven't won there in like six years. Um, I'm not gonna say we can't win there. We could, but we haven't won there in six years. That's that's an important stat. I'm gonna stick out. Um, our offense just wasn't clicking. A uh, bunch of crucial drops. Uh, these fucking five yard passes to not convert the chains. Um, defense is getting destroyed for another week. Um, I'm not panicking, but I'm not comfortable. That's all I'm gonna say. At the end of the day, still ten and three, still, still yeah. very much, very much with that, you know, one hundred percent possibility the Eagles still wind up the number one seed. Um, I think this is music to the ears of everybody but a Giants fan because Giants are gonna. I've already heard plenty of Giants say, "Oh well, if the Eagles are gonna rest their starters before the season's over. We might actually be able to beat them and improve." I'm like, well. I told him, I said, well, they got a tough schedule. They drop a game or two. They're not resting anybody. Here we are, 10 and 3 Cowboys, 10 and 3 Eagles, 10 and 3 Niners. Nobody's getting rested in, in a week or two. Um, well, that was my so, hope to play like no. with like the backups. This is this all I have to say about the Eagles. Believe. Believe. That, was my, that was my hope, though, ending last game yeah. in MetLife, playing the backups because, you know, that field is shit. We, yeah, we don't want to lose anybody. Can we just like have like me and Chris go out and play? Like in like yeah. I'm gonna go slap Tommy DeVito a couple times, tell him yeah. he's he go have some Espositos. Listen, I know I know Cedar Grove. Uh, I'll get injured on that field. I develop I develop chronic bloody noses. So like if I get a bloody nose, I'm done. I get blackout drunk every time I visit that stadium. Um yeah. Much more return. Yeah, because it's just a terrible <laughs> fucking stadium. The Maras and the Johnsons should be ashamed of themselves for mm-hmm. injuring all these players. Um, yes. My one thing about this is, like I said, I helped the Ted Lasso sign because that is it. Eagles fans, it's okay. All right? Fuck. Like, this isn't the Chip Kelly years. This isn't when we're holding on to the, the hope that Nick Foles and the boys rally in 2014. This is, like... Guys, there's hope here, man. Like, we got Jalen. We got AJ. We got this whole talented team. I do think Sean DeSign needs to get his head examined a little bit. Like, I love Nick Morrow as a run defensive player. For the rest of the season, our defense at the linebacking core should be as follows. Shaq Leonard, who played very well in his debut. Nothing big to say, but he played good. Zach Cunningham, God bless him, he's back. <laughs> and then our monster back, our predator back, should be Sidney Brown. Just have a third safety, kind of like our boy Malcolm, roaming around the box. Because Sidney Brown hits like a fucking sledgehammer. That boy 
dude, they even said it in the broadcast. He hit one of their players so bad. Even Chris Collins was like, who was that who hit him? And Mike Trey goes, that's Sidney Brown again. And, I'm just, and they were like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, Sidney Brown guy. has that Halamalu-like Dawkins energy where he just hurts you when he hits you. Yeah. All right, we got to move on. We got two more games left, Matt. It's you and me. All right. Um, don't do it to me. Don't I didn't. Do what? Don't give me Tommy Cutlets. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I got you. I was going to say, I didn't get a chance to talk about that one before, so I was going to give you Titans Dolphins. Perfect. Will Levis is not. Listen, Will Levis is my number two rated quarterback in this draft class behind CJ Stroud, and I stick by it. I think the kid is going to have a longer development process. But I think this is the most perfect season for him. The Titans are not winning anything. They're not competing for anything. But he's learning. He's got one of the best receivers of our generation, Hopkins, to learn how to throw these routes open. And when Hopkins said this dude is a dog, he meant it. Also, Jalen Hurt Ramsey looked like a bitch after he ran him over, man. Holy shit. I was, I'm like, I saw that clip on Twitter while I was cooking. I was meal prepping last night after I got off the court. I was really I was like, Oh, fuck. All right. That being said, um, the Dolphins are about as soft as melted mozzarella cheese, and they got punked last night. They're too flashy, bro. Bunch of flashy players in one All football All flash, team. no substance, babe. You know how it is. A lot of egos in that locker room. Mm-hmm. A lot of egos. I've got the other Monday night game. Um, I got the Tommy Cutlets Bowl. Um, I love this story. I love this kid. I think this is just what that team needed after having a second-round playoff season last year where they didn't think they were even going to go as far as seven wins, and they go out and they get to the playoffs, they get to the second round. And then you come into this year, and you got a lot of more higher expectations, and it doesn't live up to that. But here comes your Lord and Savior, Tommy Cutlets, in at the end of the year. And he's got him on a nice three-game streak, I think, right now. he's. Um, I think he started four games. He's three and one right now in his starts. Um, he's been getting better every game. His passes are getting better. His decision making is a lot better. His field vision is a lot better. And even though he doesn't throw for an absurd amount of yards, he learns to use his legs whenever is needed to get those first downs, to get those big plays. So he's a mobile dual threat kind of guy right now. And I think it's just what this team needs, some excitement, some versatility. And I love the story. I, I, I absolutely love how every single person in that stadium is like an honorary Paisan. Whenever Sunday comes and he takes the field, his agent dressed as a soprano hitman, his family, you know, just uh, about how do you say it? it? Yeah, his family is just like going with it too. They're kissing each other on the cheeks, like they're in the mafia. It's just, it's, it, I just love seeing it. It's very, it's very wholesome, and it's just, it's just what that team needs at this point in time. And I'll go as far as to say. Joe Shane and Brian Dable should be kissing that man's feet every single freaking day because he's he is saving their jobs. Let's be real. There's a lot of talks about if they were going to keep both or get rid of one or the other at the end of the year. And this man is single-handedly this third string undrafted free agent rookie for a $20,000 contract is saving these two guys' jobs. Do I think he's a starter next year? No. But I think he's playing well enough to be highly considered as a QB2 behind Daniel Jones, get into training camp, see how he does. And who knows, very well next year, we could see Daniel Jones not play as well as he has like two years ago. And it could be Tommy DeVito 2.0 next year. But um, it was a great game. It was a tough fall game. It was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing story. And like I said, it's just what this team in this franchise needs right now. Give yeah. me the fucking cutlets. All right. <laughs> 
I was going to say, dude, I just love how, like, Italian the whole stadium is. It's so Italian that I think, like, they'll oh, yeah. start replacing their food. Like, they'll switch hot dogs to, like, spaghetti and meatballs. Just so DeVito feels oh. more comfortable. All right, so, Chris, I don't know if you're, have you ever been to Cedar Grove, New Jersey, or Cedar Grove, Patterson, Wayne area, anything up there? Heard of it? No, have not. Okay, so my whole family's from that area. My love mom's it. side of the family. Very Paisan over there, okay? A lot of Paisan. I literally there's a there was a pizza joint. It was like an institution there for years called Esposito's. All right, like it is the most gaudy Italian place of all time. You walk in, it literally looks like every prototypical like Italian place, right? I, the main dragon, Cedar Grove. It's it's just it it looks it feels like your suburban New Jersey Italian place. I will root for Tommy DeVito because Cedar Grove is an essential part of my childhood because my grandmother's house was there for like for like a decade, two decades. My mom grew up there. I spent a lot of time in that town. I love Cedar Grove, New Jersey. And also David and Joku's from there. Shout out. Um I was just wondering if like DeVito got kissed on both cheeks, like by like Dable after like that big win. Big, well, well, Dable would have to hop up on a on a, on a like, little <laughs> step. Yeah, he, he'd have to have Saquon Barkley get on his hands and knees so he could just, step like, on lift top him just up to a reach little him. bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just see, you just see Kayvon Thibodeau lifting up Dable on both sides just to kiss him. <laughs> but oh my god, this is weird. This is a fucking weird ass weekend of football. Can we just like put this weekend behind us? Like shit. I'm so ready for next weekend already, and I don't even know. Like, we got, I got, we got to watch the sea chickens on Monday, there, buddy. Oh yeah, don't bet them. Even though they're playing the birds. Listen, when the I bet the sea chickens, they lose. <laughs> Maybe bet them. Oof. That is a stat right there. Wow, that's fucking wild. I told you the hitman is somewhere in northern New Jersey. Just beating the shit out of Daniel Jones in a warehouse. He's done. <laughs> he's not coming back. He's uh, he's going to come back. Just that money that they owe him. I think he has an opt out after the second year. Like I don't think him. I think, I think the team has some sort of opt out option after year two. But he'll he'll be back just off of that contract and that money. I I yeah. don't know if he's going to start the whole year. Tommy DeVito could come in, um, but I think I think DeVito's got to be at least QB two. They're gonna do seven fishes just for Tommy DeVito. Here, here's my biggest problem is that like when I look at Daniel Jones, I really don't see the future. I don't. I think it's a lost cause. I think they overshot. It's the most New York Giants move of all time. They forced this. They 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 drafted him exclusively because of his Manning connection with Cutcliffe. It just does. It's not there, and they. I think half of the organization knows it, half doesn't. I think is if they stick with him, which Matt, if you're right, they will. They're going to be mediocre or worse next year. I think. I honestly think that the 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 Devito thing is hurting their organization because they they couldn't get a Drake May or Michael Penix. Now they're looking at. A Bo Nix or oh my god, please let it happen. But a JJ McCarthy, I want to see JJ McCarthy try to throw a slant right against like Darius Slay or like Trayvon Diggs next year. Please let that happen. I got a Dude, buddy I'm- who's a New York Giants fan that's uh hoping that well, I don't know what he feels like now, but he was hoping that the uh, Giants would fire Dable, bring in John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, and uh draft JJ McCarthy. 
JJ McCarthy's so fucking bad. I don't I don't get the whole thing. I've been trying to ex- I've had Michigan fans explain this to me. I don't get it. I watched them twice. So I've watched four Michigan games this year, and I've watched about maybe an hour and a half of tape total over the past ex- not counting actual games of JJ McCarthy. I don't get it. I don't get where this first round grade is. I don't understand it. I don't know what I'm missing something. My man's right. I don't get the JJ McCarthy thing. I really don't. But then again, I didn't really get um what's his face? Uh shit. Right. Uh Tua. I didn't get Tua. I didn't understand it. I I I and he's not honestly not a bad quarterback. So that being said, um a little baseball news. Apparently, according to my Diamondback sources, the owner and the GM. Mike Hazen and I believe Ken Kendrick is his name. I didn't even know that was the owner of the Diamondbacks until about 20 minutes ago. Um, Kendrick. They both said this is going to be the highest payroll in baseball in, in their franchise's history, and they're not done making moves. And I'm like, dreams do – see, this is the thing. The Diamondbacks caught a little whiff of success with a mediocre payroll. Now they want to play. So, all right. Does the guy girls be like, I know he's bad, but I can change him. And coaches think this is why we bring this guy on the corner with Brigham. Oh my god, like this. Yeah, I promise he's, he's not, not wrong so bad. though. I got like okay, he is that like he's got all the physical tools. I think DJ tried to explain JJ McCarthy to me, and it still didn't make sense why you draft him. Like Jacob Easton had a cannon arm and okay accuracy, but he went in the fourth round. Where is he now? Um, I think in the XFL, USFL, mm-hmm. which is not the XFL. Oh, boys, the XFL USFL merger starts this year. I'm excited for that shit. Too. Oh, I'm excited. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, can we like make that on. like our like meme, like our meme project this year? Now that we're gonna get, now that Chris is here for the spring, we want to make sure it's our meme project. Shout out Orlando Guardians, my team, one city, one heartbeat. This fucking terrible team. Um. <laughs> Honestly, the problem is though, Deej, he's gonna go first round. We know somebody's gonna overreach for him. That certain team, New York Giants. Um, unless the, unless like Penix falls because he has a terrible playoff, but I don't know. All right. Oh, my oh, dark dude, horse is I, uh I, I'm sorry, I just got one more thing, dude. Speaking because you, you hit me with the XFL. Dude, I had tickets for an XFL game and at FedEx Field. So and that that's that scumbag Vince McMahon used to run the XFL and um, the game got canceled because COVID started and they said they were going to reimburse everybody their tickets. We never got reimbursed for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to call WWE and be like, Hey, Vincent, can I get my $28 and 50 cents back for this, uh, this game down in FedEx field? You're going to talk to some random guy named fucking Jake fucking yeah. Smiggleworth from uh, Endeavor because they sold that company. That's like Matt's new cl- – like it doesn't say Matt anymore. It's going to say Jake Smiggleworth is his new tag for the rest of the week. <laughs> like you're uh, fired. Matt, a.k.a. Jake Smiggleworth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be happy. great because Kelsey will come on. I'd be like, "What the fuck's Matt think say?" It's my alter okay. ego. Matt, 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 Matt. For for next week for Thursday show because Kelsey's clearly not watching. Um, 
change it to Jake Smigglesworth. I don't know how we're going to do this, but just do it. Matt, a.k.a. Swagoo, a.k.a. Jake Smigglesworth. Smitty, Werb, and John Man Jensen. Smitty, right. Smitty Werb, and Yeagerman Jensen, whatever it is. Yeah, right. the walkie hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm going to write it down. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, Chris, do you want to be um, Jefferson Steelflex and I'll be Alvin Yakatori? Fuck yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then, Jared, you could be Dr. Nussbaum. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. I, I kissed text- your wife. I just texted you the. Oh, I, I spelled his name wrong. That's okay. Yeah, figure it out. That's how I spelled it with the R in there. Cheeks. Cheeks. Smigglesworth. There we go. <laughs> Matt, a.k.a. Swagoo, a.k.a. Jake Smigglesworth. That is Matt's new name. It's Matt Smitty Worm and Jiggerman Jensen, the Eagles fan. Whatever. That's, that's going to be my name is 10 beers down, 10 toes up. Damn right, dude. Damn right. All right. We got Boy. way off everything, but I was going to say MLB wise, Otani's contract has been deferred. Ooh, 680 of that, 700 million. Getting two million a year for ten years. After oh, that, he's got ten get years. Swept by the Diamondbacks, you fucking yeah. losers. Giants signed. That's uh, your biggest problem. You have no Giants starting pitching. The... No starting pitching. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. You, you guys literally the one thing that killed you in, the, in that series was the Diamondbacks would slug your starting pitching around. You didn't fix it. Otani should never pitch in a game again because his elbow can't take it. As a reliever, I could see it, maybe. But, like, he should never start ever again. But, yeah, you know, fuck the Dodgers. Disrespectful. Giant. Well, right. the Giants also get the uh, Japanese outfielder for, like, six years, $113 million or something like that. Ain't going to matter when you finish in fourth place. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sure. that brings us to the end of the Corner with Pregame and the Corner Podcast. Jesus Christ, I didn't really get to get my shit together. Shout out to our sponsors, Canada Dips and SeatGeek. Um, and of course, Black Media and Marlboro's. Uh, Cannabis promo code Black 20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. Uh, very helpful. Trust me. It makes every 10, $8 instead of 10. Um, promo code uh, Belly Up 20 for 20%. No, sorry. Belly Up Sports for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. And last but not least, Marlboro's Belly 15 for 15% off your purchase at checkout. Super comfortable golf gear. I own the blue camo uh, polo. It is very comfortable. I wore it three times this year when golfing, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and, of course, shout out to Belly Up Media and Belly Up Sports and all of our friends at the Belly Up crew. We will catch you guys on Thursday for the Corner Booth pregame. This will be dropped on Belly Up and Friends and Corner Booth feed within the next couple hours, I believe around 930-ish or so. Uh, and be on our social media as of tomorrow. We appreciate y'all stopping by. Check us out Thursday. And um, to all of my Jewish friends out there, happy Hanukkah. I believe it's day five. My math is terrible, so don't judge me. So happy uh, Hanukkah to all my friends of the Jewish Jewish faith. And um, to the rest of you scrubs, got about, what, like 11 days till Christmas? Get your shit together. Start buying presents. Peace. I wonder what day of Hanukkah is the one you get the best gift on. I feel like it's like the middle, like day six. Like that's gotta be huge. Like, oh shit, day six, let's go. I got a car.
Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.